2: hello everybody and welcome back to the triple jump podcast it's a video game podcast my name is ben my name is peter and
3: my name is ashton good morning good hello Good morning
2: how are we doing
3: Good.
1: I'm very well. How are you?
2: Yeah, all right. It's been a, it's been a pretty full on week, hasn't it? Lots of uh, busy. running around literally yeah. shooting lots of exciting stuff that we'll get to in a moment. Um, but hopefully today, it being Thursday, the recording day will be a nice chill day. Mm. It's famously Thursdays our least famously, busy. Yes. Yeah. Our least busy day of the
1: week Well, like you with were the saying two
2: Ashton, podcasts and the live stream and everything else. Mm. as
1: you said on your stream yesterday, Ashton, Wednesday has also now become a busy day for some yes. reason. I mean yeah. it's because like it's the only day that Ben and I are both in and neither of us are streaming.
2: Yes. I think it's the only. So d- we've a from full third. run. Well, yeah. St- apart from when Ashton then yeah. streams in the afternoon.
3: So no, no one get, uh, cares if I'm streaming. No, nah. I have to just power through.
1: You do, and you know what? But the point doing great job. <laughs> but we, I mean, we have to go home early. Is the point? Yeah. To, you know, When we're streaming, oh, so I mean, we have don't a, have to. Fewer hours in the day. Yeah,
2: you don't have to. Do you? Yeah, but we'd rather. So, yeah. And we're the bosses. Yeah. So
1: that, you know, that's just it's just how it is, isn't it? we have been doing this for too many years to to stay for a whole day on stream day.
2: But the point is, we've been working on some exciting stuff. We have, mm-hmm. and we're really excited to share it with you. So, without much further, uh...
3: adieu.
2: That's it. Yeah, adieu. Ad- adieu. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Ashton Matthews, would you like to talk about this week's sponsor for the podcast? I... Are there any Dead Island to the spiders? Very quickly, just before we get started, I don't see any in the room. They've all
3: left the toilet, though. As well, they've all gone. They've all gone out into the world. They've all gone into the office. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Um. Should I tell about the sponsor? Yes, please. I'll tell you about it. Uh, this week, we are sponsored by SMTJ Live. <sighs> it is a live stream that we are doing on the 2nd of September at 11am BST. On YouTube. two hours of happy fun times and lots of exciting things that we have pre-recorded and also lots of live stuff. Mm. There'll be a gun drink, There'll be art. There'll be rules boss. There'll be main menu. There'll be other things that we just don't want to tell you about yet because it's too exciting. Uh-huh. So make sure you're there. And if you want to get involved, why not go to www.mup.com forward slash SMTJ to find out how you can get involved in the show.
2: Yeah, okay. absolutely. It's it's really exciting. We've been building to this for a while. We've been wanting to do something like this for a while. It's basically all of that personality driven stuff that you love from the channel that we've either mm-hmm. had to phase out or slowly move over to Patreon but like all in one go, yeah. in a spectacular two hour live stream. As Ashton said, someone's going to get gunged. Yeah. There's a mixture of pre recorded and live stuff. And we've been, that's the stuff we've been doing this week, is mm-hmm. the pre recorded stuff. So we hope to see as many of you there as possible. And Patreon involvement. Is so important to it this. It really mm. is,
1: yeah, uh, to justify us doing it, frankly. Um, and also, th- as you sort of alluded to, Ashton, there will be maybe um, a special announcement or two as well at some maybe, point.
3: Perhaps, possibly. So
1: it is worth tuning in for uh, for that alone, yeah, but yeah. also for the rest of it.
3: And I know that it's like three am. in America, yeah, but hey, come on, what better way to start your day at three am than with us. two hours of us <laughs> running around? We wanted it to
1: be, to be a Saturday morning show because that's you know something that we kind of allude to and, and have done over the years. but you know we we managed to keep it within Saturday morning in British time because it's 11 a.m mm-hmm. only barely in the morning, yes, so we moved it as late as we could to make it. More bearable. So Australians, for Americans, this you one's have for you. you have no excuses. No, you yeah. have This to one be there. this one
2: is for you. Yeah, uh, you have to be there, all of you, all Can of you. Can I
3: tell you a secret? Mm. Yeah. I what? I didn't know what SMTV was. Right. No, you didn't.
1: I does not surprise and me.
3: And you guys kept talking about it, and you were like, "Oh, I'll change the logo," and then you were like, "Doesn't this, this look good?" And I was like, "Yeah, it looks great. It Looks yeah, so good." What, and then I did. It looks
1: nineties. Yeah.
3: I was. Whoa. Hate like, that. <laughs> oh, Oh, oh my God.
2: He's gone Apologies. right in. He's gone
3: right around. Let wow. me make a, a note swear of that. Yeah. Um, four minutes in, gee whiz. Jesus. Uh yeah, I didn't know what it was. Um
1: so confused now. We're allowed to swear on certain things I know. now, it confuses me.
3: And uh I so I've just been like smiling and nodding along. I mm-hmm. obviously know that like Saturday morning triple jump and Saturday morning television, but I just didn't I didn't know what it was really. Yeah. So I've just been nodding along and agreeing with things this whole time.
1: Well, now, you know,
2: yeah. Someone pointed out in my live stream on Tuesday uh, that you would have been three when it was on. Yeah. Right. Uh, whereas Peter and I grew up with uh, if you're not familiar, if you're from a different country or you're young mm. or maybe really old, Very old yeah. uh, SMTV Live was Saturday morning television, I assume mm-hmm. live. It was on. ITV or CITV it Mm. was hosted by Anton Deck and Kat Dealey and they had it was like a it was a mixture of cartoons and television shows and also some like live kid audience in a big live studio stupid stuff like they had wonky donkey which Mm. was I can barely remember did it involve a seesaw or something no I think think it was it
1: was um they would have like a, a sort of a a beanie baby each week that was sort of customized they they'd sort of edited it right and you had to phone in and guess what it was supposed to be called and it had to rhyme so they had a donkey with like three legs and that was wonky donkey donkey. and then each week they would have a different one and it would be like hey and it would be like a like a (laughs) flippy dippy yeah, but it it would be guessable. Okay, all right. It would, it would so it's got to be... Yeah. poppy um, boppy. A, a funny bunny, maybe. So okay. it, they'd have like a little rabbit and it would be... Like holding a microphone, doing stand-up or something, gotcha. and he had to go. F- uh, f- is it Honey Bunny? No, it's not Honey Bunny. Is it uh, Hilarious Bunny? It has to rhyme, man. It has to rhyme. <laughs> yeah, that's what Deck would do. <laughs> See,
2: I barely remember the actual show itself because I was just there for Pokemon and Digimon, right. which was where those were shown in the UK on terrestrial TV. And I do remember Anton Deck wearing like horrible knitted jumpers with like a Pikachu face on it and they'd rub their tummies and go, Pikachu, Pikachu, Pikachu. Pikachu, like that. Anyway, we're not doing any of that. That's why we're naming the show similarly because, you know, Saturday Morning Triple Jump Live, it lends itself to it. It's going to be a smorgasbord of really weird strange things that we pre-recorded and that's live and there are ways that you can get involved in the show before it actually happens like voting for who gets gunged etc but it's all done through the Patreon so if you go to that website Ashton Matthews
3: triplejud.map forward slash smtj
2: then you can go check out the tiered rewards please do check them out because if it does well we might do another one of these Mm. and we hope you'll really enjoy it it's a love letter to you our wonderful community so we hope you're there on Saturday the 2nd at 11am yeah. and we are not going to stop talking about it until it happens no. so, so be prepared to have this date and time drilled into your skulls mm. in every video hey
1: what if we uh, sort of almost accidentally have enough of an uptick in patrons that we hit the 2000 milestone <laughs> or 1000 milestone whatever it was and then yeah. we have to put on Billy we have Fest to put on immediately Billy Fest. afterwards yeah. oh. that would be amazing I would love that yeah. uh,
2: so yes tripleju.mp forward slash smtj mm. that's Sierra Mike Uh, Tango Tango, Tango, Juliet. 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 Wow. Very cool.
3: I was going to say Django.
2: Django. (laughs) Tango Django. I was, yeah. (laughs) That's from Wonky Donkey, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So there we are. That's our sponsor. It's actually real. A bit of housekeeping before we get to the podcast. Uh, TripleJU.mp is where you can find... All of our stuff, that's the YouTube, the Twitch, the Discord. You want a cameo from us. Our shop is triplejumpshop.com. New merch coming soon. And once again, the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. I don't think we actually name dropped or the the, the link for that, but patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. There's a few yeah. things coming out on the channel this week, or there's some things coming up. Isn't that right, guys? Yes. Yeah. Is-
1: We've got um, Gamescom opening night live. That's on the twenty second of August. I believe it's seven PM BST, mm-hmm. Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Um, Tuesday. So we will, of course, be watching along at the, uh, oh, you know, the the fantastic high quality announcements and releases. Um, you know, really lovable and endearing. Men on stage, maybe no. one woman. There is no, no, going no. to be
3: an woman is that there, has is already there confirmed been confirmed there's a woman. I'm pretty sure they that Jeff put a post up being like, Here's the people we talk to, and I almost retweeted it being like, A woman, a woman. but I didn't because oh. I didn't want people to get angry at me.
1: So you can catch us watching, <laughs> it's okay? That. We'll get angry at you if no, you like,
3: No, it's okay. I don't We'll, be,
1: we'll just be furious.
3: Actually don't want that,
1: thanks. We'll be live reacting on the channel, probably on YouTube, right? Yes. Yeah, That's normally where we we'll we'll would do YouTube. it. So, um, yeah, check, check that out. Um, yeah, it's a Worst Games Ever week. Yeah.
3: Oh, it is, yes. Uh,
1: it's it's.
2: I mean, it's out for patrons right now. See, this is why you need to sign up to our Patreon, because mm. you could have watched it already before this came out on Friday. Out for everybody else tomorrow on Sunday. And it's Irony Man. Iron yeah. Man. It's Iron Man. Iron it is. Man. It's the actual Marvel Iron Man starring uh, maybe Robert Downey Jr. Who knows? You'll just have to watch in and find out. Also, we sort of surprise dropped... Uh, Lord of the Rings ranked yeah, last we week yeah, we because, did, yeah. because it was suddenly ready and mm-hmm. we weren't expecting it to be ready so we didn't talk about it on the podcast so every single Lord of the every single The Lord of the Rings video game ranked games ranked from worst to best is available on the channel it's just The Lord of the Rings though so we're not including The Hobbit and various other titles there's like, Gollum in there Gollum is not because it's not set during the events of The Lord of the Rings mm. it's set between The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings unfortunately wow. but it's a great list it's an hour long loads of Lord of the Rings stuff and we know there's loads of ringers in the audience mm. that's what it's, it's called all gold. apparently LA. that's ringers what it's I'd, I'd not heard of that lord of the rings fans are called ringers dead uh, ringers so go and check out that if you're a ringer which i'm sure you are in yeah.
1: hindsight i think we should have also just included the hobbit and Gollum and stuff but... yeah
2: well it was too, the ship had sailed yeah I mean, it's too
1: late now Never but anyway mind. maybe we can do a follow-up where we do everything yeah there'll, there'll be a few more for mm-hmm. sure uh, should we do some questions then? I think, I think we
3: should. That were sent
1: in by you. Uh, we've got a question here from Hannah O'Neill who says. Hi, Bap. With Xbox announcing a strike-based system to crack down on gamers' behaviors and seeming to make it a less toxic environment and to keep track of community community guidelines that are not being adhered to, do you think that it's something that should be universally rolled out and a cross-company agreement from all parties, including Sony and Nintendo, or do you think that each company will come up with similar rules? Love you, Hannah.
3: Love you, Hannah. Thanks, Hannah.
1: Hannah. Uh, I've got a bit of a write-up here from Kotaku, written by Alyssa... Mercante, who says... <laughs> Blimey. Yeah, I know. Uh, Say it in English now. Uh, Alyssa Mercant. There we go. Um, who says, enforcement... This is from the middle of the article. Enforcements will now include th- uh, strikes based on the severity of players' actions. That's a quote from Xbox. And Microsoft likens it to getting strikes on your driver's license, which in countries like the US can eventually result in the suspension of your license. For, this is a quote again for example a player that has received two strikes will be suspended from the platform for one day whereas a player that receives four strikes will be suspended for seven days the post detailed um players have a limit of eight strikes once they reach that number they'll be kicked off xbox's social features including messaging party chat and multiplayer for one year from the enforcement date strikes remain on players records for six months and I can't help but wonder if Microsoft will eventually introduce its own version of a defensive driving course to help players knock a few <laughs> strikes off their accounts.
2: Hey, why not not be a dick? Mm.
1: Yeah, here's Just how a little to thought. not be a dick. Yeah. So there we go. That's what's happening. I mean, I think this is a, a good thing essentially because mm. video game communities can be toxic as hell. Yes, and, you know, they awful can. places. Um, so that's it's it's definitely a good idea. If this had happened. I don't know. Maybe five, even five years ago, maybe a bit longer. Ten years ago, certainly, um, I would have said, "How's that going to be enforced?" Though, like, you can report someone and say, "Like, oh, they did this and they said that," but you know, they could just as easily say, "Well, I didn't know," you know, and it's just like a dispute: his word against his or hers. Uh, However, nowadays we have the beauty of being able to very easily capture footage of things that are happening. Um, So it's probably going to be a lot easier to back up your claims that someone was being a dick uh, than it was you know less than a decade ago um certainly in the earlier days of Xbox Live for example so that's a good thing it's like enforceable um it's clearly outlined and i quite like that it's very kind of graded um you know you get you get a strike you're banned for like a day or whatever or you get you get a few strikes and you're banned for a week i think that's better than if you get three strikes, you're off the the thing entirely. You don't get Um, to
2: keep any of the stuff that you've spent years purchasing. mm,
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. which I mean, obviously, don't be a dick and then that won't happen to you. But equally, I think you're more likely to get a change in people's behavior if they get a taste for what it was like to not be able to play games for three days or five days or whatever. And then they might think, oh man, if I was banned for like three months, that would be really rough. Maybe I should stop being... A horrible person a dick so mm-hmm. i think that's a really good way to do it actually is to like really break it up into eight levels seemingly um yeah i think that's it. That should hopefully work out well do i think that other people uh, other companies will do the same I don't no think... they shouldn't no. it's
2: microsoft's Stop idea it.
1: um obviously <laughs> i don't think that it will be universally rolled out as a cross-company agreement because i think very few cross-company agreements happen at all really um you know some relationships seem better than others. Microsoft and Nintendo maybe are more pally-pally than anyone else is with anyone else. Um, but there's no reason that Sony and Nintendo can't do their own thing. Um, I don't think even necessarily they will they will do their own thing in response to this. Um, but I'm sure just in due course, uh, you know, all of these companies are probably reviewing their their you know policies at various uh, intervals throughout the year, and uh, maybe they'll decide to change their own system at some point but um i don't think this is necessarily likely to affect sony and nintendo uh, or inspire them to change their own but it would be good if it did
3: yeah 100 uh there's no bad side to having this level of kind of involvement in the the toxic culture from the big companies it's a good thing and it's glad to hear that they're doing stuff from the like diagrams on their Mm. blog post that xbox put out it's it's quite an interesting uh like blog posts and some of the diagrams that they've put out are quite funny, um, but it's like if you've got a bad gamer tag, that's one day, and if it's like increasingly worse, it's extra days. If it's like sexual harassment, it's an extra two strikes. If it's uh, hate speech, it's an extra four strikes. Right? So it's good. I'm I'm glad that they're doing this, and I think it's going to be really good for, as like a start to try and harbour the toxic gamers that are out there. But I do think that it's going to be a bit more difficult to catch people who say things over voice chat more than it is potentially things over uh, like just direct messaging and stuff. Um, mm. All of the examples that they gave on like their end were things like gamer tag or gamer's picture or mess- like messages that have been sent to someone rather than any kind of like tangible of like, if you report them for being aggressive over uh, voice chat, Uh, I mean I'm sure they might be able to like I said there's more video recording that we can do you can save like every 30 minutes so it's not like you can not get it but um, I do think that hopefully there'll be more of a a reach out onto voice chat as well because that does tend to be where people are their most vocal Mm -hmm. about uh, their opinions and Most of those opinions are wrong. Um, But yeah, I would like to see it roll out to other companies. I think that it is a good thing. And I think it would be great to, like you say, give people a very much obvious punishment of their bad behavior. Mm -hmm. From the looks of things, once they are banned for a day, they are given like a a pop-up and the pop-up links them to the terms of service and like
2: read this. Yeah, yeah, basically.
3: Do
1: it.
2: From
3: what they've said on their blog post, they're like once people are banned once they tend not to reoffend mm. because they learn they've and been also they've mm. been rehabilitated by reading our TOS. Um <laughs> all, of all of it covered <laughs> covered. record yourself If you don't the read the service, TOS, you're not allowed you're back the in. You Yeah, you, send you us have a to do a you... quiz at the end to know if you've read the yes. whole thing. How many
2: clauses are in the terms of service? Yes.
3: Um But yeah, I think it's a good thing. And if it helps, I would encourage other places to use it as well. Um, Like I say, I think it's easier on console than it is on PC. So there will still be, uh, I think it'll be difficult on PC to do this because that's kind of down to the individual game at that point. It's Mm. not like a Mm. thing like Xbox. Um, But PC games still do it and they do it with cheating. So why can't they do it with uh, this as well? But hopefully, and also, you can't kind of false report and then not get, like, yeah. nothing bad happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I think you can, if your reports are inaccurate, there's no cap on how many you can submit if they deem it as, like, not right. um, report worthy. But you can appeal your reports and have the points taken away off of your gaming license if okay. you want to.
2: I would be, I would be curious about, because... Obviously, they, they want evidence now for yeah. people committing these offences. Mm. So will there be a punishment for someone who's just griefing, just spamming stuff all the time, like spamming reports on people? Because it it, it, it it may well just be that it's set up so that it's harder for these people to grief, so they yeah. won't bother, which is great. Um, my concern is that now that they... Because every, every platform has has a policy for this stuff. They, yeah. they, you know, it's not like Xbox is announcing the first one of its kind. Mm-hmm. It's just that they are perhaps making the process a bit more transparent so everybody knows where they stand, which is a, a good thing. So I I don't necessarily think that uh, that other platform holders are going to adopt a similar model because I think their existing models probably work just fine, but I know that there is a great deal of frustration, especially by those who get banned for seemingly no good reason or Mm. if there is a reason they can't talk to a person to appeal or work through the process so that should probably probably be updated if indeed this this process works properly but anyway my my concern is that because they're now doing this are they going to hire hundreds of people to look Mm. through all these reports or is it going to be handled by bots and ai because as we working on youtube have experienced time and time again Bots are terrible Mm -hmm. and they do not understand nuance at all. They just, they do not get it. We've had so many videos that suddenly just get marked as unsuitable for all advertisers, which is basically a death sentence for a video. So we have to take it down and re-upload it and hope it gets through this time. Mm -hmm. And then if you appeal it, it goes, it, it apparently gets reviewed by a person who will just, immediately confirm that the bot is correct regardless of the context you can't give any context it's super frustrating so it could well be that they end up making a flip ton more headaches for themselves by allowing you know by by streamlining this process even because who's going to be checking all this stuff yeah who's going to be sitting there listening to all these recordings or watching all these videos i don't think it's going to be a person unless it gets appealed but then you're still going to have a person who's got to sit there and work through all of these appeals. So because of course people are going to appeal, no one is going to be a dick on the internet, get caught and then just be fine with being yeah. caught. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to appeal. So who's going to who's going to pick up the bag? Mm. Who's who's going to be sorting that out? I still it doesn't mean they shouldn't do it, to be clear. I think it's I think it's really good to have this transparency so everybody knows where they stand on these issues. But
1: I don't know in practice how how well it's going to work if yeah. they're going to automate parts of it anyway. For a long time, um, I couldn't have my name in my PlayStation mm. um, user account. I was going to use my the same handle I use everywhere, which is that Peter Austin. And I don't know if somewhere in there, there's a combination of letters that pro- maybe in a different language means something offensive or something, mm-hmm. but it, it just wouldn't allow it. For it might have even said for for profanity. Um, and then eventually I could have it. I don't know what it was, what changed, um, but it just shows that like, yeah, there's no room for new ones. I follow um, Star Wars Explained on various platforms and they made a Threads account and uh, or it, their Instagram was banned temporarily because Star Wars Explained has sex oh, in it. Oh, for God's yeah. sake. Um, eventually it was brought back, but <sighs> this is the kind of thing you're dealing with. You know, yeah. um, something can get picked up and a robot will go, yes, you're right human who reported this that is terrible and actually it's not
2: Mm. Um,
1: the famous one
2: from back in the day was on xbox live where someone from scunthorpe got banned because they listed their home address as scunthorpe and that has a naughty word in it Mm -hmm. and xbox Mm -hmm. live was like you can't say that. You can't say that. Yeah. You, and I think people from Fort Gay, as well in America, right. were also being banned. And it's yeah. like, just, robots these are these stupid. Are the robots are stupid. You know, you can't trust the robots to do this stuff. No. Yeah. Uh. So hopefully it all works out. But uh, this is this is good news. It, it is, is good news. Yep. It it's time, everybody, to do something that we have never done before on it is. this show.
3: It's brand new, a uh, segment that we're just starting out. Hopefully you guys like it. It's called What We Play In. Mm.
2: It's What We Play In time. Time to talk about the games, what we
1: have been playing. Peter Austin, what have you been playing? Played a couple of things this week. I have rolled credits on Crash Bandicoot 4. And uh, I've had a really nice time with that, as I've said, past couple of weeks. But I only picked it up as kind of a filler thing. I wanted to play something that, that I just know, and I maybe I suppose I had a bit of an itch just to play a bit of Crash Bandicoot. But no, I didn't expect to play the full thing, and I did, and I really had a great time with it. So yeah. that was that was a nice little thing to do. Also, I'm kind of just I'm waiting on payday to buy a new game that I want to play. Like I I, I kind of thought after I finished Crash, actually, I was like, oh, so. I'll play a game now that I've been, you know, I've got a list of games that I want to play. And I went on my library and I realized, oh, actually, I've been good and I've not bought a game and not played it. So all the games that I have wanted to play, I've bought Mm -hmm. and then played. Mm -hmm. Um, And all the ones that are very much on my list, I haven't yet purchased, which surprised me. I thought there'd be a whole bunch of stuff on there that I've, you know, you buy stuff and then you don't yet, you don't have time to play it. Mm -hmm. So I am waiting for payday. Mr. Um, No backlog over here. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Well, Mr. No backlog paid for backlog you think you're better than us <laughs> huh a massive backlog but uh yeah i've just not spent any money on it um but i have also been playing um death bulge battle of the bands mm. which i won't talk too much about because i've got kind of a well i wouldn't say a vested interest but it was it was developed by a group of my friends um but it was also like one of the uh, best new coming new new releases on steam that week and stuff oh, so Great. it's not like you know i'm i'm talking about i'm talking up some tiny little indie game that like is of no significance but yeah it, it did really well um and uh, i bought it and streamed it for one session i'm probably not going to carry on streaming it but i've carried on playing it in my own time i'm having a really good time it's mm-hmm. not my kind of thing at all uh you know it's not the kind of thing i would pick up necessarily um but because it's a um it's like an rpg turn-based combat it's almost like right um it's a bit final fantasy 7 ish as as that's the the kind of game that comes to mind And it's about bands is it yeah is it's it a bit like uh brutal legend um it's more like um i guess it's a bit yeah it's like brutal legend in in that sense of like you're using music as as your attacks and mm. stuff. Um, but yeah, it's more of a, an RPG style um, where you, you know, it's kind of top down and you're walking around and then it's turn-based battles. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's based on a kind of a silly, surreal world that comes from a web comic. So originally the web comic was about this band specifically, and then more and more characters kind of spun off from it. And now it's not so much about the band or the music. It's just these sort of one-off silly things that are happening in this strange strange place so um yeah i've had a really really good time if you want to find out more about that we streamed it um i'm not going to do a review corner on it because i think that really would be taking it too far with <laughs> <laughs> Play my friend's game but uh yeah that they've done well with that and i've been enjoying playing it and i've been surprised like i i knew i was going to give it a go i was like I'll, I'll sure i'll play your game um but i didn't necessarily think i would Thoroughly enjoy it the way that I have done because of the genre. It's not really for me at all. Um, Mm. And maybe I should play more... like not show your comfort zone. Yeah. 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 Play play more RPGs and stuff. So, um, yeah, that's mostly what I've been playing, really. Nice. Check out on the VODs channel. Mm. Yes, it's on the VODs channel. Ashton, what have you been playing?
3: I've been playing two things that I played last week. Uh, I played Pikmin 4 again. I'm literally so close to, like, 100% finishing that game. But right at the end of the game, there's this, like cave that you have to go in that's got like 20 levels and the other caves you've been in throughout the game have had like max eight levels at any point and this basically is like every single boss you fought in the game so far and there's one level where there's this big worm that will just crush and kill all your pikmin that's awful
1: not the big someone needs to Um, stop it
3: yeah and normally when you fought the big worm there's been like a little gap either side where you can avoid the big worm but this yeah. time, because it's the, the final bit, the big one is just in the room and there's like two like wind... Things you can jump over it. And my Pikmin, they're not fast enough to come with me and get over the thing. So the amount of Pikmin that have died is uh it's not good. But luckily no. you can rewind time and like start the level again. But I got to that point and I tried it about four or five times, then I got annoyed. I turned it off on Sunday and I've not played it since. So hopefully I'll do that this weekend and I'll get past that big worm that's torturing <laughs> me and finish yeah. the game completely. But I, I have been enjoying it. Um the kind of post-game stuff is like way longer than I thought it was going to be. I thought there was like one area and that was it. And then suddenly there's now a second area that I'm also doing as well. But I've done pretty much everything apart from this last cave. So hopefully I should be able to finish that this week. Amazing. Um, and then I also played some spirit Spiritfarer, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. It made me cry this week. Um, there's a little hedgehog old woman that... um <laughs>
1: yeah was just a combination of things hedgehog well, old woman
3: all of the spirits I think were people but now they're in this realm and they start off as like little cloaked beings mm, and then right. they turn into an animal right so like a deer or a frog or a hedgehog hedgehog. and she's a hedgehog old woman she's got a little hat on she's very cute like this
1: is tiggy winkle uh
3: yeah basically and she started to like get confused and be like oh will you will you take me to the the bow of the ship and you have to like help her along to the like front of the ship and then at night time you have to like bring her back to her um house and then she started like not recognizing me and getting confused. So I had to oh, put no. a hat on to pretend to be her daughter to like get oh, her back God. in. The... Oh, no. And then and then when like they're ready to go, you take them to a thing called the Everdor and then they pass on to like mm-hmm. their spirit, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know what happens to them. And then um she was like talking to me and I was just there and I was like <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I don't want her to go. <laughs> I was like, I oh, hope she's all right. And she kept being Poor like, lady. oh wait, you're not Alice, are you? And I was like,
2: <laughs> you're a flippin' liar. I was like,
3: I'm not Alice, I'm so sorry. But she's, oh, that made me, fully made me well up and I thought, I'm gonna have to turn the game off for a bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can't handle this. Really. You fed too many
3: spirits. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what I have played this week um, and I'm really enjoying Spirit Thera. I think it's a great little game. Sounds, so, sounds lovely and mm. traumatic. Yeah, and yeah, so sad. So sad.
2: I have played a couple of things this week as well. Mm-hmm. I've played a flipping load of Diablo 4. It's been a Diablo mm-hmm. 4. It was a Diablo 4 weekend mm-hmm. where I just sat there glassy eyed, <laughs> just listening to television while while running around hitting things. Mm-hmm. Just for hours. It was it was beautiful. It was fantastic. Um so I played loads of that. I'm now level 54, maybe. I've just I've explored all of the map now. It's because there's like a fog of war on it. So I've like cleared all that. And I've just been picking up every single side quest I've seen as I've been making my way around. And it is, there's a lot. There's a lot of side quests because I can't pick up any more. I've maxed out the amount of side quests I have, so I have to finish what I've got oh, and, and then I can come back for seconds and try and find those other ones. But I've got my horse now, which is very exciting because I can go really fast on it, wow. which helps me get around nice and quick. And eventually I will finish the story, but not yet. Because I I'm think that's so stuff.
3: interesting because you whenever you talk about playing a game like this, I know you never do side quests. You always I say, didn't do a single side quest, just speed run it. Just to the end just of the mainline game. the
2: thing. I think it's because it's so comfortable. Mm. Like because I know how the game works now. As I've said every single week that I've been playing this game, I do not have to apply any thought. Mm. Whereas if it's a game that has a narrative, that, because I'm, honestly, I don't care about the narrative in this at all. There's a main story and Mm. there will be credits at the end and a final boss, but I don't really care. Whereas if it's like a horizon that has a story that I'm actually interested in, I don't really want to delay. I want to see that, through and i also complain about game worlds being too big this game world is flipping massive but there's a part of me because i am now so ingrained in the experience and it's like second nature to me and i have to put in zero thought when i'm playing it it's like cool i can just sit here and zone out and relax and that's That kind of does it for Mm. me. I'm enjoying it, but the rate that we have to play, you know, very privileged to do what we do, but the rate that we have to start new games and try new things, I don't really feel like I can hang around in a lot of big. Mm. So when we, it's like, here's the new Assassin's Creed. It's 100 hours long. I'm like, oh my god, really? I'm not going to have time. I'm not going to have time to finish this game. Whereas fortunately, we're in a period where there's not a lot coming out until Starfield. Um, uh, so I'm sort of able to relish. Not doing much, mm. but Diablo. Um, so that's fun. Are
3: you going to give Armored Core a go when nope. it comes out next week? No, nope.
2: <laughs> I don't care. Like people can get excited about Armored Core uh, because it's um, flipping from software. What
3: about, yeah. the Rubicon? what about the
2: Rubicon? The Rubicon. The Rubicon. Look, listen. Right, I'm going to get on the soapbox now. Okay. There's never been a good Armored Core game. Okay, <gasps> get your head out of your robot whoa, whoa, asses whoa. because just because it's current day from software making it. Doesn't mean it's suddenly going to be an incredible game. It's still going to be about giant robots, and you're going to have to like change all the parts up, and it's going to be slow and clunk. I don't actually know if it's going to be like that at all. The point is,
3: you know, this is
1: I'm not excited for it at all. <laughs> I thought the same thing yesterday.
2: Just because it's got From Software as a developer, they developed the old ones as well, and I know they're a different studio now than they used to be. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to get, you're not going to get Soulsborne Gundam. Gandam. You're not going to get that. It's going to be a slow, boring ass. Intri- if you like robot games and mech games, then sure. I <laughs> bet you'll have a great time. But the mainstream appeal for this one, I think people need to set their expectations. All right. You need to set them because I'm not, I'm not, not interested at all.
3: Anyone talk about it. But whenever I put community posts up being like, what are you excited for in August? They're like, "Uh, obviously armored. Court. You guys are and crazy. Like,
1: you're crazy. You don't I, know what you're talking about. Someone in the office yesterday just said, Something about oh armored core oh isn't that yeah it's by, by fromsoft isn't it and I thought like oh yeah it is and I thought yeah. like that's irrelevant though it's completely it's irrelevant It doesn't mean <laughs> anything like, naughty dog brings you knack <laughs> oh, yeah okay it's not cool still gonna be listen I don't begrudge that. I don't yeah. begrudge
2: anyone in their giant robot games but these games were niche for a long time for a reason and I think that it's getting a lot of extra attention because from software is such a phenomenal yeah. developer and I love from software. everyone knows I love from software. But I don't care about mech games, and I don't think this is gonna wow people as much as I think some people are expecting it It'll to. It'll
1: be good if you're into
2: that. Exactly, think, exactly. Say, if, if you're, you're into met games, enjoy your met game. Probably be a really I hope good you have game. a bloody lovely time, but no, I'm not interested. And yeah. if you're interested because it's from software, maybe. Just set those expectations, dial them in, dial them in a bit. So no, I'm not looking forward
3: to it. Okay, that. thanks. So
2: I'm going to play more Diablo next week. Cool, cool. Uh probably. I played a little bit of WWE 2K23 because uh, I had a couple of people over and we did a ridiculous match where it was Kermit the Frog, uh, Elmo, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, and I think Eddie Guerrero, the <laughs> <laughs> real yeah. wrestler Eddie Guerrero, facing each other in various ridiculous Forms of combat, and did that you make was them or download. Just them? downloaded them, mm. but they, that was really fun. It's mean, yeah. such a stupid game, and the people I was playing with had never really played wrestling games before, so they were just mashing buttons and having a great time. Mm. So I think that says a lot for WWE 2K23. The main thing I want to talk about though is I watched all of the Twisted Metal television show. Oh, did, oh you? did you? I watched it all. I keep forgetting that's out. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to know? Do you want to know something? Yeah. Is it good. I I really enjoyed it. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Gosh, it is. As you might have been able to tell from the horrible teaser we got at at, uh, whatever it was, Summer's Games Fest, yeah, Um, it's like it's very self-aware and it's intentionally over the top and hokey, and it is a it's a bit naff. I don't care about twisted metal, but I enjoyed the TV show. It's got some surprisingly famous people in it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Anthony Mackie's in it. Uh, Samoa Joe's in it as well. I think Sweet Tooth is great. I think honestly, it, because it's set in post-apocalyptic America, it kind of gave me the impression that that's sort of what I would want from a Borderlands TV show. Yeah, Because the the humor is crude. The violence is like massively over the top. It's so gory and absurd. And I was very surprised by how much I actually kind of enjoy as it went on. Like the first
1: few episodes, I was like, this is rubbish. But like, I'm having a nice time watching Is it. there much driving in it? Because ironically, it, <laughs> all the promotional material I've seen, I don't think I've seen anyone in a yeah, car at any not, point.
2: <laughs> there, is, there is a lot of driving in it, but there's not a huge amount of vehicular combat right. until like maybe the last episode. Mm. All right. It's all about the world and the characters, which is maybe why I enjoy it so much. Because yeah. if it was just about, okay, time to have a death race in a car park every single episode, I wouldn't be too interested. But it builds up its world quite, quite nicely. And it's... It just it deals with the absurd world it's established, just like without batting an eyelid that you just sort of you sort of buy into it. Like, oh yeah, sure, okay, there are yeah. like death cults running around all over the place, and you know stringing people upside down, and there there is a a cult of astronaut people who left a note on this man wrapped in tinfoil that says, "Please don't touch him; he's ascended to the moon." Like, right. yeah, sure, you know that's just what happens in this world. <laughs> yeah. I. Was very surprised by uh, twisted metal, and if you're if you're that way inclined, I would recommend you give it a go because it's it quite about enjoyable.
1: Mad Max Fury Road actually is all the well, all the Mad Max stuff really, but like the kind of the weird tribal aspect of post apocalyptic, like people doing stuff mm. like that, like you know ascending to the moon or whatever. You yeah, know, I think that's interesting that people there's a bunch of crazy people in the post apocalypse. So yeah. yeah,
2: it was good. I I recommend it. I recommend it. Uh, some people will probably hate it, but I imagine those people probably don't like Borderlands either for similar reasons. Mm. Where it's just it's just that kind of silly. Mm. Uh, there we are. That's everything. I've talked for for far far too long. My apologies.
3: Mm. Well, should I do question two then? Yeah. It's from Rock Reese. Hey, Bap. Following the release of Baldur's Gate three, and it's apparently being one of the most definitive RPG experiences in video games, the thing that's really caught my attention has been the industry's reaction to this, with some of the biggest devs coming out to implore gamers to temper expectations for the scope of games uh, scope of game ever existing again for this scope of game ever existing again sorry some seem like good points but uncomfortable devs have been almost excusing the fact that they can't or don't want to try to make a game like this citing the infrastructure of the industry as their reasoning my question to you all is do you think the games industry should learn and step up from boulders gate 3 or like many devs do you write it off as an anomaly that will not happen again question mark
1: Thank you, Rock Reese. Thank you, Rock Reese.
3: Thank you. It seems
1: like slightly defeatist in a sense. Like the fact that it it has been done, I don't see why. I, I can understand um, developers maybe saying, don't think that this is like the first of mm. what is going to become completely normal mainstream gaming all the time. Uh, that's a perfectly reasonable thing to say. But like, it's been kind of weird seeing what some developers have been saying about this. Have you seen like, I can't think of a, a specific example uh, to, you know...
3: It's like, someone in but... it's like when elden ring came out yeah and people were like yeah. uh well actually it's actually not that good yeah. um which i think is like the weird that's the weird bit of it like the tempering expectations thing is one thing but when yeah. they're like well actually if you if you were educated like i am as big a game developer you realize it is actually not that good
1: yeah and some from like reasonably well-known studios as well it's not just like some like upstart indie developer coming out and saying, actually, if you knew about development, you would know X, Y, Z. Mm. Like, there have been some relatively high-profile people or at least high-profile companies, members of their staff saying that uh, uh, it's not feasible. um, Even kind of like actually being... not aggressive, but uh but but putting down uh Baldur's Gate 3 and, and yeah. the team, saying that it's almost irresponsible that they have done this and kind of like <laughs> How set... dare they? Yeah, exactly. You can't set the bar that high. No. It's ridiculous to, to to say that. Like as I say, it's it's totally fair enough to temper people's expectations and say, look, don't get too excited thinking that this is the future of gaming and that all games are gonna be like this. But don't like have a go at someone for having made a very successful game with a huge scope uh, uh and you know the ability to do all kinds of cra- crazy things and uh, you know i think although i've not played baldurs gate 3 yet and i don't know if i will I, I may or may not um i think it sounds really fun um the fact that you can solve problems and uh do do ridiculous things to to get around stuff very much in a Tabletop D D fashion. Mm. I think that's what they've emulated really well. Um I saw a screenshot the other day where someone had stacked forty seven crates on top of each other and we're using it to like climb up a cliff or something, you know. And it's just stupid that you can do that. But that's not something that developers should be public publicly kind of admonishing almost. I mm. mean, those are the extreme examples. It's not something that's happened a lot, but it has happened in a few places. Um yeah, it's fair to temper expectations, but don't don't be down on this game for having done a good job
3: mm. so like co- people are covering their own asses like ahead yeah. of time and i don't necessarily think that these devs are to blame i think that they're just aware of like the people that they work for and what they will see well boulder skate mm. did that let's do that too that worked really well you know let's just you ju- you can just put that in our game can't you it's kind of i think also what they're trying to temper and like that's this is a really like this is a game that's done some really cool things but we can't do that yeah it's not gonna work
1: saying it to the superior yeah exactly
3: but i do also think that maybe this i feel like every year a game comes along where it's like this is gonna real step things up this is like the next step in gaming and then every other game comes out and we enjoy it and then next year another one will come out this is the next step if wish all games should be like this but the thing is not all games are going to be like this and as much as it would be great if other RPG developers learn and develop things like Baldur's Gate we kind of don't want that everyone's got to do their own thing and as much as people have enjoyed Baldur's Gate 3 and I'm very jealous of everyone who's played it so far I've not given it a go yet Um, I I do think that maybe it's not a bad thing that these devs have said you know that's really good but we can't or we don't really want to do that because Mm. that's not really our thing Um, and if you like a game like that go play Baldur's Gate 3 you know, not every RPG can be like that, can or will be like that. Um, so as much as it would be nice that there's a step up from uh, everyone else in the games industry that meets to what happened with Baldur's Gate 3, I think it's a bit of an anomaly in terms of the success that it's had and how much people have enjoyed it and how much freedom it gives to players. Um, so I think that as much as it would be great if they do step up, I think this is a kind of once once in a while situation mm-hmm. that we're experiencing again with Borders Gate 3. It happened with Tears of the Kingdom, it happened with yeah. Elden Ring. These things will keep happening and they will shape the industry in the future, but we're not gonna see anything like Borders Gate 3 or, I mean, Elden Ring or Tears of the Kingdom, for a good while, because, obviously, things like this will take ages to develop. Larian Studios did a fantastic job of Baldur's Gate 3, and it's gone down really well, and it's really great. We'll see if the console version lives up to the PC version, which I think is maybe going to be a bit telling in terms of how other devs might react to that, um, and how the gaming industry will react to that, because if it works really well on PC, but it doesn't run on, on console, that's when we have the, like... Oh, we had to temper our expectations. This of is it. why we can't
1: mm. keep doing this. Exactly. In games. Exactly. Yeah.
3: So I think it's great this happened, and hopefully people will learn from it and develop uh, this like freedom level that Baldur's Gate Three has given players. But also, I think that it is fair enough for the devs to say that we we cannot do that. We cannot yeah. do that. Um, but I also think it's it's bad to just slag off a game just yeah. because it's, people are saying it's yeah. really good.
2: Because that's what people are. That that's what the general gaming audience are are clinging to. It's it's the most vocal people, the mm. one who are essentially just th- slinging mud at it mm-hmm. for for no good reason. It would be very easy just to say, "Well, why don't you just make better games?" Then in response to this, but realistically. These developers, publishers—they're in very different situations. They've got different budgets. They're—they're—they're they're, they're making very different genres of games. That you know, because D and D does let you do pretty much anything, yeah. mm-hmm. and this is d and D game, so it follows that that would be how Baldur's Gate Three is. And they've done a phenomenal job of of making that the case. But not every genre, not every developer, not every studio is going to be able to do that for a variety of factors outside of the you know the fact that Baldur's Gate Three is just. It's it's lightning in a bottle almost. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I don't think that you would you would want to draw attention to the fact that you can't make something like that mm-hmm. beyond yeah. just you know why don't you not be loud and rude to this game that everyone loves? Why why would you want to draw attention to the fact that you can't make this? Why wouldn't you just sit there and like applaud? The, the applaud larian studios for everything that they've done and everything they've accomplished with Baldur's Gate 3 and just kind of let them have this moment that yeah. they have mm-hmm. earned it's it's just not necessary because it it is exactly like the Elden Ring thing yeah. where developers were were saying well, I mean, if we had a flipping map that vague in Assassin's Creed, we'd get we'd get hang-drawn and quartered, you know. It's like, you didn't have to say that. It doesn't mean that you're not correct, mm-hmm. but it does make you look bad. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't. It makes you look
3: jealous. And yeah. it exactly, you it, look, make you look jealous. it makes you look. Uh, petty. Petty. Yeah. It's possible.
2: it's unnecessary, and like I I do feel for them because. They are different situations. Larian Studios developed and published this game themselves. They had an extensive period of early access. I don't know what their funding situation was like. But also, I don't want to take anything away from Baldur's Gate because it deserves all the accolades Mm -hmm. it's getting and it deserves the attention it's getting. I just think the developers that have spoken out really didn't need to. And some of them... There's there's a variety of people who have spoken out for, for different reasons. And some, as you guys have said, it's just listen, guys, we, we can't make a game like this. It's just not possible. Imagine if you just stacked loads of crates in the next Call of Duty and yeah. hopped over the fence and sprinted off north. Like, you can't, you, we can't do that. we get just, told off if that That's happened. just not okay. how it works. Yeah. So you just can't do that. Uh, and then there are some who are like the Elden Ring folks who are like, this is, how dare you? make a game so good that we couldn't possibly you didn't need to say anything yeah. because, are you not embarrassed? because the worst part of the core gaming audience are gonna grab hold of that and mm-hmm. just think just say horrible things and it just wasn't necessary this game's amazing and it should be praised for being amazing that's it mm-hmm. yeah so i exactly.
1: wonder maybe the next game with such levels of freedom will be this thing that peter molyneux is sort of uh <laughs> starting to yeah say things about have was, you heard that he's doing no s- i haven't peter, peter molyneux he he's always now. up to something he's got something in the works i think that's all that's been said and uh <sighs> okay. it's, it sounds like the kind of thing he would do he'll he'll he will release that game where you can drop an acorn and an oak tree will grow in the road over the next several years in mm. current day game development
2: that would probably be the only thing that game would be Capable of doing, yeah, because mm-hmm. that's such an involved part of the of the engine that yeah. you, you couldn't bugger off and do other stuff. You just have to watch this tree grow, yeah, and yeah. that be it.
3: That's mm-hmm. Peter Molyneux's game. Yeah. Tree,
2: tree grow, tree grow, yeah. curiosity.
1: Yeah. What's inside the tree? I'm
3: yeah. interested oh, to see if. Starfield will be compared fairly or unfairly to the RPG elements of Borderscape 3. <laughs> yes. Obviously, we don't know what Starfield's going to come out like. I'm sure we're going to hear more about it this week because we always hear about Starfield all the time.
2: Review code, I believe, is going out today. Oh, is it? To certain outlets, or, yes. So
3: hopefully we'll start to hear a bit more about it very soon. But I'm interested to see how. Because they always be like, oh, you can do whatever you want in Starfield. They're like, oh, it's brilliant. And now I'm kind of
1: saying that since Morrowind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: So it'd be interesting to see how uh,
2: the level of freedom in Todd's RPGs has always been impressive. Mm. Yeah. But they have got to be really cross yeah <laughs> like not not maybe not externally but yeah. this is this is what we're talking about you can still be cross but maybe you don't just say it for everyone to hear yeah they've got to be pretty furious internally that Baldur's Gate 3 has come out and just blown people's minds mm-hmm. yeah with its freedom yeah uh mad anyway we'll keep an eye on that and we'll be talking about starfield very soon i'm sure not long to go at all it's time for something a little bit strange peter austin it is ben potter
3: it is. It's time for weird news.
0: Donkey.
2: It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. If you would like to submit weird video game news to us, you can do on the relevant social media post that goes up on Twitter and Facebook on a Tuesday. However, if you'd like to guarantee a shout out at this point in the podcast, you need to go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump and support us at a certain tier. Become a podcast producer just like...
1: Dua Goliath.
3: Nicole Hansen,
1: Duncan Wilson. Katie Garrett or Jared?
3: Eric Sioux. Did we hear from Eric? Yeah, he said we did it right. Hey! you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Melody L. Bonnet <laughs> Nexus Polaris
3: Gabrielle Philipping
2: and Blake Thomas thank you <laughs> thank podcast you producers thank you, thank producers. you podcast producers Can You just like
3: jump scared me with that see like, you.
2: you sorry Eric it's a bit rude because we'll see, see you, you later right yeah uh, yes it, and by the way these guys, these podcast producers, are probably at a tier already where they can access some of the rewards or some of the incentives. Oh, so they're
3: at the tier where they can access all of
2: them. All of the all of the rewards and incentives for SMTJ including live,
3: including calling rules
2: boss, leaving a voicemail for rules boss. There's uh, voting who has to wear a walrus onesie for the entire live stream, the live mm. portions of it anyway. The they get to they, they get to vote in the gunjing. They get to submit a photo of their face or podcast or business or YouTube channel or whatever the hell they want that will go on to our shill wall yes. that will be a mosaic of generous flesh that will mm. sort of scroll behind us on the green screen. Get your so. logo in front of some people. Yes. Mm-hmm. The the Warus clan. Yeah. Uh, so they've got access to all of that on patreon.com forward slash team triple jump or triple jump forward slash smtj to find out more mm. about how you can get involved.
1: Peter. Yep. You got weird news. I've got some weird news that was sent to us by Lloyd Williams uh, on Facebook. Facebook says that Lloyd is a top fan. Yes, Lloyd. Thanks, Lloyd. Yes, Lloyd. Lloyd. This is according to Kotaku.com, and it's written by Ashley Barden, who says... I mean, this isn't even news, really, but uh, I thought it was... It's a good write-up. Okay. Uh, Overwatch (laughs) 2 Steam reviews are predictably brutal say porn is the best part (laughs) subheading blizzard's first person shooter is having a tragic steam launch oh dear um so blizzard added first person shooter overwatch 2 to steam on august the 10th alongside its stacked invasion chapter and the game is already getting review bombed to the lowest circles of hell the contentious but relatively the content the contentious but relatively still tremendously popular shooter (laughs) was previously only available to download for PC on Blizzard's proprietary online shop, Battle.net, which does not allow users to leave public comments. The game's unwilted Steam page then, which went up nearly a decade after the original Overwatch came out in 2016, is getting dirtied by year's worth of unsaid (laughs) rancor. Overwatch
2: it's two... not
3: nearly a decade.
1: No, it's not. No, it's not really, it's is it? Seven
2: years. Seven years yeah. is not
3: nearly a decade. That's, Come uh, on, that's now.
2: about two thirds
1: of a decade. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Overwatch Two has, as of writing, over forty-two thousand reviews, lending itself to an overwhelmingly negative rating. That's eleven percent of forty-two thousand one hundred and seven user reviews uh, being positive. Um, Yikes, eleven percent. Uh, the most popular review, with over twenty five thousand helpful ratings, is a declaration that the people who make Overwatch porn work harder than the people who make oh Overwatch. God.
3: That's so funny.
1: Um, the few popular positive reviews also commended Overwatch Two for its porn. <laughs> Bad game, good porn, says one well liked <laughs> comment. Bueno porno, says another. <laughs> Say the- that in English now, please good porn says another <laughs> for the bilingual crowd okay yeah high def cartoon porn is cool whatever what's wrong with the actual game says the writer of this article on kataku.com uh nothing immediate is wrong with the game devoted players just really miss what they feel overwatch used to be mm. a good shooter that didn't constantly beg for your money with a battle pass um it sort of continues but we've that was the that was the pawn bit i've
0: When-o heard porno. i've
2: heard
1: boingo poingo
2: <laughs> yes i've heard uh, an alternative take on the on well at least on why there are such a uh, such why why there is such a high bloody hell help me why there are so many bad reviews yeah. mm. it's because do you remember when we were talking about how uh, blizzard and china the a company within china fell out and yes. it was because there was a miscommunication or a mistranslation of something, and now you can't play Blizzard games in China. Well, this is the first opportunity, apparently, that Chinese players of Overwatch have had to vocalize their frustration at the situation. Right. So it's essentially been review bombed, in addition to people just being genu- gen- generally annoyed by the Beno state of Overwatch 2.
1: Bueno porno. But is it to play? I mean devil's advocate yeah, very much the devil we're dealing with sure, here. but uh-huh. is it Activision's fault Activision Blizzard's fault that I mean they I know they had the falling out but it's not their fault no, that China then said it's not their fault Chinese but, people but can't this is play. the
2: first the first mm. avenue that Chinese players have been able to to say I'm really cross pay attention to us Blizzard and yeah. that's why they've they've Influxed with, I don't know if
3: they can be reviews. completely angry at their government and be fine with it. So, I yeah. guess Blizzard's Hey, there's a lot
1: of anger going around, yeah. Yeah, they can't review bomb the Chinese government, no, exactly. Bueno porno, <laughs> bueno
3: porno,
0: <Sick>.
3: <laughs> I have some news submitted by David Lever, comes from Games Radar from by Dustin Bailey. Hamilton has an official Roblox game, and I'm just yes. about ready to throw away my shot. It's a reference to uh, the okay. musical,
2: right? Yeah, don't <laughs> waste a
3: shot. Yes, um, you collect characters like James Madison and sing at redcoats until they explode into (laughs) coins. (laughs) <laughs> Hamilton Simulator is a Roblox game officially licensed from the hit musical, which sees you collecting the founding fathers with the best DPS ratings in order to have them sing at redcoats until they explode into coins. Yes, I'm just as confused as you are. As with any Roblox game, you can go out and try it for yourself for free, but unless you're a Roblox diehard, I'm going to bet the 29 second trailer below is all you'll need to see. Yeah.
1: Did you say this is official?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was licensed by Amazing. the musical, with company that's all-round good and doesn't exploit children
2: Roblox Roblox? Roblox doesn't exploit children no. what are you talking about no. did, you, did you say Roblox exploits children no. not, Roblox. not Roblox Roblox doesn't exploit children they don't they get children
3: else. to make their games and I've never seen a child
2: them. exploited by Roblox before no. the, the
1: child it's exploiting try and keep it secret. game
3: yeah <laughs> Um, just seeing the idea of the musical boil down to a game that includes collecting a legendary Angelica Skylar with a 1.2 one point two OK DPS rating is a moment I may never recover from. Damn it! What, what does what mean?
1: The one point two
2: OK one
3: point two K one point two OK D, damage per second rating. Is that
1: the letter O or a zero? Oh, is, is zero.
3: it one point two zero thousand one hundred and
1: twenty one hundred one hundred
3: and twenty. Th- 1.2k 1. no, 1, mu- 1. 1. is 1,200
1: mu- <laughs> but
2: what does that
3: mean? but there's an extra in zero mo- there so how m- is that 120,000?
2: Do- I'm going to need to see a scale like I don't know what 120,000 DPS means in Roblox compared to say a yes, gun DPS or a gun yeah. yeah what is it?
3: Know. Um, Hamilton Simulator was created by Super League, a creative service agency that specializes in building Roblox games on metaverse platforms like Roblox, um, or building games on metaverse platforms like Roblox for brands and IPs like Hamilton. In short, it's a marketing exercise, but admittedly, one that's weird enough for me to be writing about it right now. So I suppose that demands some sort of congratulations. The quote from Hamilton creator Lin-Manuel Miranda, "The partnership, this partnership highlights the creativity and limitless fun made possible by artistic collaborations across mediums, um, which Hamilton creator says in the most press release quote I've ever heard in a press release. <laughs> um, I can't wait to see how people will shape their adventures, forge new connections, experience Hamilton in an entirely new and interactive My way. God, was that Rowe written blocks. by an AI? It does feel like it. Personally, I'm just trying to picture the nine-year-old who gets way into historically-themed musical theatre as a result of playing a Roblox game. Uh, it's not like Hamilton struggles with get like selling tickets. Mm. You basically can't get Hamilton tickets unless they're like two years out. So I don't know why they've done this. It's so weird. Mm. It's so random. And of all the places that you could have decided to put your your musical on... Roblox, admittedly, very popular with children, but I don't why is know why popular with children, Ashton. Roblox. Yeah, why is it popular with uh, children? I think it's all the exploiting.
2: There's exploiting mm. children in Roblox. I don't know
3: if you guys know this, no, but big time, this. big style exploiting. <laughs> it's
1: popular
2: the Put
3: place. on Fortnite. At least people who play, some people who play Fortnite yeah. can actually afford to play, like buy tickets. the the kids on Roblox—they've just got loads and loads of Roblox. They can't spend. They're being exploited.
1: Else. They haven't got any money. Yeah. they're going to their mum and dad. Saying, they literally
3: are being exploited.
1: Hey, I've just been exploited. <laughs> now, can we go see Hamilton? <laughs> yeah. I'm just mum.
2: Can I log on for a, for a quick being exploited, please? Yeah. Okay, but only half an hour of being exploited, yes. please. Yeah. No more after that. My favorite part of that of the trailer mm. for that is where it shows the different characters you can get, and they're like these are all significant historical figures, and it's like common. Is is under yeah. one? Of, <laughs> this one, this guy's only it's rated James common. James
3: Madison, common.
2: It's great. Like yeah. it's yeah. He's he's not a rare one. No, you can you can get James Madisons anywhere. It's
1: I fine. I just can't get over the fact that the robot Roblox character model is actually the roblox character model (laughs) it's been like that for years it Mm -hmm. that's how it's meant to be and it looks like a placeholder and it always has done it why are they so thick they look like that (laughs) kanye uh thing you know when he had that massive (laughs) outfit on whatever it was rectangles yeah yeah so weird
3: it is weird roblox eh (sighs) good stuff
2: my weird news come Oof! <laughs> my, weird, didn't they change that? Did they, oh, did they? They, they, still they
3: stole it, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they st- that the, the oof sound came from a YouTube video from like ten years ago <laughs> oh, that they stole, and the guy who said like that's that's me making the oof, but it was like <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: my oof. oof. That's
3: my oof. Can't do it. I'm almost certain they stole it.
2: oh it's a great noise. I'm gonna
3: mm. Google that just to make yeah, sure, that I'm, but I'm pretty sure that they did. Did
1: Roblox steal oof?
3: Yeah.
2: My weird news comes from Steven Skodes at sskodes8 on Twitter. And we've all seen this one, but we need to document it here. It's from Nintendo Life. Random. Random! The Pokemon Center's official Wiglet plush looks a lot more NSFW than weird imagined. Yeah. Oh my. This is from Jim Norman.
3: I've not seen this. What is it?
2: Okay, so that's Wiglet.
3: Right, yeah. Can't wait to see the plush. Of, well, I think you can imagine what, that, what the plush looks
2: like. We remember our elation. When Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's weird little worm guy, Wigglet, was first revealed in a trailer all of his own, this water type was cute and harmless, and you would be forgiven for thinking that he might one day make for an adorable plush. But thinking about this prospect for more than 30 seconds, you'd surely see how that could be a bad idea, right? Mm. Apparently not. Yes, a plush of the Garden Eelmon is now available from the Pokémon Center, and the results are dot 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 just as interesting as you might expect. You see, Wiglet is a creature without arms or legs, whose thin white body extends from a small uh, a small mound of earth beneath it. If you haven't caught up on how some fans are seeing some seeing something else when looking at the official images for this new cuddly toy, then allow us to demonstrate. We wish we were joking. But that one on the left is a real photo from the official Pokemon Center website. It's 10 and a quarter inches tall and four and three quarter inches wide. And its bendable body lets you create custom poses.
3: It's it's rigid.
2: There it is. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, my God.
2: It's a willy. Yeah, it's
3: a, a willy. Someone's going to have sex with that.
2: Yeah. Uh, there's loads of reactions from Twitter that have been embedded now. Uh, but Pokemon Center, quarter inches tall, really made a decision with their choice of pose for the wiglet plush. Uh, yeah, it's basically it just looks like a
1: sex toy, uh, Mm -hmm. and that's available now if you would like to buy it. If you can take 10 and a quarter inches, that is, Um, you might want to be careful. I don't know if the diglet plush is still available, yeah, uh, Doug Trio. I'll take
3: (laughs) so the oof sound. was made by someone called Tommy Talirico, And he first discovered Roblox use of the effect um, originally made for the FPS Messiah released in 2000. He came to an agreement with Roblox where anyone building a Roblox and then they've crossed out the word game and written experience Hmm. would have to pay $1 or a hundred Robux to be able to use the sound in their creation. He also agreed to develop other sounds for Roblox. Um, something happened in the arrangement; either it expired or there has been a disagreement. We've contacted Roblox for any more information, but they have removed the sound entirely. So either they ah, were like, "No, so we're not sad. gonna, we're not gonna uh, pay you," Nodes. or Hang on, yeah, <laughs> it's, Ooh.
2: A, it's a good, <laughs> Ooh. it's a good noise, it's a good noise. It does good. Guys, it's time for The Big Discussion. Big Discussion time, time for the big video game discussion that this week comes courtesy of Blake Thomas. BAP! Those folks at Nintendo are being strange again. (laughs) This time they're attempting to patent game mechanics found in Tears of the Kingdom. When trying to patent something as simple as showing a map on your loading screen, isn't patenting game mechanics inherently bad for the gaming world? Thank you, Blake.
3: Thank you, Blake. Got
2: a bit of a write-up here from Kotaku and Kenneth Shepard. Nintendo is registering several new patents for the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom that are extremely broad, to the point where they seem unreasonable for other developers to be beholden to... Automaton, a gaming website that focuses on Japanese games like Zelda, has a roundup of the 32 patents Nintendo put forth. Some of them are specific to Link's latest adventure, including things like Riju's lightning ability, which lets the player target enemies with a bow and bring down a lightning strike wherever the arrow lands. The weirder ones are related to baseline game design and coding that applies to plenty of other video games on the market. One of the hopeful patents relates to the physics of a character riding on top of a moving vehicle and reacting dynamically to it in a realistic way. Manner. This, the distinction, according to Automaton's translation of Japanese site Hatena Blog users nayao 2K's post on the matter, bloody hell, is down to how Tears of the Kingdom codes these interactions. Link and the object he rides on move together at the same speed, rather than Link being technically stationary on top of a moving object, as is common in the physics of other games. The two are functionally functionally the same, but given that plenty of video games displayed characters who can walk around on top of moving vehicles, it's highly unlikely that this kind of approach hasn't been utilised before. On top of trying to patent the patent the tech, Nintendo seeks to patent the loading screen that shows up when the player is fast travelling across Hyrule. This specifically refers to the screen that shows the map transition from the player's starting point to their destination. Sure, that's pretty specific and not something every game utilises, but it's still such a general concept that it feels almost petty to patent it when it's hardly an iconic draw of Tears of the Kingdom. Mm. There we are.
3: They have to do that because uh, the Switch takes so long to load it, so that's why they have to show that. Right. I don't know. I'm just but making... now they're trying to patent Probably, it. Probably, yeah.
2: I don't suppose you spoke to the community, did you? I,
3: I did. Uh, and the general consensus <laughs> was uh, either slagging off Nintendo or basically saying that... Uh, some people said, well, Nintendo basically invented games. So, <laughs> so yeah. they
2: could do whatever they, they want. true, they invented um, games.
3: So a couple of people were basically just saying, well, maybe this will help avoid Tears of the Kingdom, like you know, remakes or rip offs in the future. Uh Um, And a couple of people were basically saying that it's wrong and it's going to hamper games Uh in the future. A couple of comparisons to Warner Bros. Yeah. Um, Patenting in the nemesis system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a couple of like comparisons, but in general, it's why are they doing this? That's stupid is kind of the vibe. So, okay, yeah. so yeah.
1: Peter, what do you think? I agree that it's kind of stupid. I don't like mechanic uh, patenting. I think obviously protect your sort of IP in general, get all your trademarks for, you know, you don't want someone to perhaps make a video game about uh, a surrogate father and his daughter moving through the post-apocalyptic wasteland. for instance. No, you don't
3: want to copy The Last Hope. No, yeah. Dead Zone zone Survive. survive. Mm.
1: Son of war. War of Zeus. War of Zeus. (laughs) Son of child. Yeah. Um, But uh, I think actually uh, patenting mechanics is problematic. I wouldn't mind so much if patents that were put in place were at least for stuff that is consistently being... Reused um, perhaps even in other games owned by that company who owns the patent. So, for example, Nintendo might put map loading screens in other games, um, and at least then you're getting something out of it. And those mechanics are being enjoyed by gamers in multiple games across various years. But an issue I've got an example here. Remember the um, uh, Eternal Darkness sanity meter mm-hmm. um, that was patented by Nintendo. Um, There's a description here from Google Patents of exactly what they patented. Um, A video game and gaming system incorporating a game's character sanity level that's affected by occurrences in the game, such as encountering a game creature or gruesome situation. As the character's sanity level decreases, gameplay is affected, such (laughs) as by controlling game effects, audio effects, creating hallucinations, and the like. Game effects. Yeah. Uh, In this context, the same game can be played differently each time it is played. Um, that has only just expired, I believe, like a year or so ago. Um, I don't quite know how games like uh, Amnesia got around that. I guess it's mm-hmm. like having a sanity meter rather than just yeah. getting scared in game, yeah.
3: or t- calling it something slightly different. Yeah, like a, men- like a mental meter, or yeah. like
1: yeah, yeah maybe mm-hmm. so. Like there are probably some ways around it. Sanity meter. And similarly, Bandai Namco uh, did uh, they patented loading screen mini games until two thousand it's yeah. a 5 or 15. It was in that article, I think, that you just read. Yeah, it
2: was quite a um, while well they had it. Yeah. I used to so, love those. Those were
1: great. But that's the thing. So that's the difference, is that Bandai Namco continued to do those for quite a long time. I remember that mm. uh, I think all of the Tekken games might have had A lot had of the Ridge Racer them games have yeah. as well. Um, so at least you know, every time uh, they brought a game out, uh, or a, a lot of the time, you'll be able to enjoy your loading screen minigame. And it's like, okay, they patented this, but they're using it, and I get to enjoy it every time they release a game. But the, uh, the sanity meter of Eternal Darkness, I don't think ever was used again by Nintendo for for a game. And meanwhile, there are games like, you know, the Arkham series might have enjoyed having an actual meter for sanity or, mm-hmm. or something like that, or maybe not the Arkham series, but other horror games. Um, so that's it's a shame when things get patented and then not used. Um, you could even possibly say the same about Shadow of Mordor's Nemesis system. You know, there were those two games, and then... What? Warner Brothers haven't used that since. And it's such a good system. And I think a lot of people enjoyed it. It was one of the favorite people's favorite things about that game mm. uh, or those games. So it would have been great for something like Gotham Knights.
2: Yeah. Which is also from Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So
1: never <laughs> mind. Uh, that's where my main concern comes from. I think generally it's just it would be better if people didn't uh, patent mechanics at all mm. because the more kind of uh, well, the more mechanics that are available to the whole gaming sphere the more we can all enjoy them and have interesting combinations and things like that. Uh, But at least if these things are going to be patented, I sure hope that Nintendo uses the flip out of them Mm -hmm. in all sorts of games and not just in Zelda.
3: I also don't think that these things are specifically new in Tears of the Kingdom. Like, I know that some of it is literally the coding itself, but some of them are so vague and like general that when I look, I was like, well, I don't feel like you invented that. That doesn't seem like a new thing. Like, you know, being able to stick things together. People have been doing that in Gary's mod for like 20 years. So that's not no
1: can't be the first time that an arrow has done a lightning strike no, I, yeah, I, exactly. can't, I don't think
3: mm-hmm. i mean maybe it's like oh well you know the, it might be a lightning arrow but it's not brought lightning down from the sky somewhere. absolutely and i do think that it's such a weird thing for them to do and like like you say it, it's just gonna hinder other people because as much as it's great that you're like well you can't rip us off It also stops you from taking any inspiration from your game if there's massive elements that they can't put in their game. Um, Loading screens, there's always going to either be something on a loading screen. Imagine if someone patented that you can't put tips on -hmm. your loading screen or you can't have images or like anything on your loading screen. That's just ridiculous. That's like, what are they supposed to do? Just have a black screen? You want a black screen? Do your Nintendo? That's what you want? you're going to take everything away from us uh, huh yeah what's that are loading yeah you can no more load. main menus you can't use the word loading in your game mm. um i just i do think it's absolutely ridiculous to patent some of this stuff and like you say protect your ips protect what you've got brilliant but you i just don't feel like in an industry like video games you have the right to patent a mechanic consoles are different you have the right to patent you know the way a console is made and you know that framework but you do not i think have a right in such a creative sphere like gaming to patent mechanics you it's, can't do it in
1: movies that's what you? i was gonna say
3: it's like make, writing a movie about like a bear and being like we've patented all movies about bears you can have bear no more, more movie bear movies or
1: slow motion shots yeah or, exactly yeah or like flare.
3: Flare. Yeah, yeah exactly It's because it's a creative medium. Everyone's doing their own thing. And yeah, there's always that, um, what's the word that you say? Where it's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) You both think of something at the same time.
2: Oh, parallel Parallel invention. Parallel invention.
3: That's going to happen all the time. And if you're saying that something can't happen because you did it first, which I, again, don't Mm. think you did, um, then you're just stopping an entire section of people being able to to do anything about that which is so rubbish so rubbish mm. um and i don't know if these patents have been approved and i'm hoping no no, no, they, no they, they haven't have Unfortunately not. i'm hoping that most of them will be denied but like i say maybe you know nintendo did actually invent gaming so maybe <laughs> it's their right to do that <laughs> um
1: we should say, I suspect you don't actually have to have done something first to necessarily no. patent it. I don't know, maybe you, you do. It. I, yeah. think,
2: I think you can, as long as you have a reasonable claim to yeah. it, like yeah. you've, you've at least done it, mm. then you, yeah. 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 None of us are, uh, are law experts. We're not legal boys and girls here, yeah. so we don't know the, the true ins and outs. But yeah, as you said, Ashton, hopefully... The 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 patent office, whoever's receiving this stuff, will know enough about the subject matter to to dismiss the more obnoxious ones, mm-hmm. uh, and if not, that there could be some sort of public petition or appeal to get some of those patents taken away, mm-hmm. because if there's one thing we know about Nintendo, they are fiercely protective of their IP, yeah. and then presumably by they extension, a
3: copyright strike.
2: Their, their patents so yeah like they, they have, they're they a very litigious company and this could be extremely dangerous and it's obviously of concern to developers and publishers because Nintendo are giants in the industry and they can throw their weight around more with regard to this sort of stuff and they can and have and will go after people that they they identify as it's almost like the, the boss identification stuff we were talking about from earlier like mm. they won't they won't discriminate they won't They won't be able to distinguish. They won't pay attention to nuance. If you use it, they will come after you. Didn't
3: they copyright their own stuff?
2: Yeah, they copy. They they uh, they've taken down videos videos. on their own channels before because they rely so heavily on that system. Mm. Yeah, it's it's absurd, and this is this could be extremely damaging. It's not gone through yet, Mm. and and hopefully it never will. We hear about and we've spoken about patents before, like that that are either completely weird or quite insidious you know sony's done a few that where people are like hang on you want to try and monetize gaming how and then we've never heard again about whether that was a successful patent but almost certainly a lot of this stuff is patented and then never used because it's an idea that they've generated internally they want to hold on to it that makes sense but it isn't a game mechanic in the same way that these are game mechanics it it's not a good look again as we talk about very often we're the core of the core audience here. We're not the general gaming consumers. Most people who buy and play Nintendo games will never hear about this, never care about this. And so Nintendo might not actually give a flip that there's a bit of an uproar online about this. Yeah. So the only way that this can actually not go through is if the pay- the relevant patent office dismisses them because it knows what they're doing or if people can intervene, companies can intervene. I assume
3: that like dev- other developers could be like, Could intervene at some. If it does start going like look like it's going to happen, I assume there is some right for other developers to be like. Well, I this is unreasonable. this is unreasonable. Mm, Like I assume the other the other like players in the field will have more of a hold on the patent office than Mm. potentially the consumer would.
2: Regrettably, it may even again not knowing much about the law, it may come down to the first. Person Nintendo goes after for this. If if a precedent is set, if Nintendo wins, or if the if the defendant wins, mm. then then that could set the precedent. Either the patent's thrown out, or it's like, well, Nintendo took someone to court and won yeah. for using this loading screen stuff. So now legally nobody can touch it, and nobody will want to touch it for the headache. And the threat of legal action alone will probably put people off. Um, yeah. So. Mm. Patents
1: can last for ages as well. And you can get extensions on them and stuff. It's, yeah, it's not.
2: Hopefully nothing will come of it. They may successfully patent it and then never go after anyone. Mm -hmm. It might just be due, you know, process for them to just do this and Mm -hmm. then they never act on
3: it. But we know what Nintendo are like. We do know what Nintendo are like. And there's a
2: good chance that they they might do some pretty bad stuff with it. So hopefully nothing comes of it.
3: If you are a law boy or girl. Are you a law boy? Uh, please let us know in the comments what you think about the situation because from a from a law from a standpoint law p- perspective, we would love to know because like Ben says, we're not law boys and girls. Uh, we we don't know nothing about that. So it would be great to know if what well, we're talking is not out of our ass. So.
1: Maybe we should patent mechanics that we hate so that no one else can use Yeah,
3: good them. idea. Oh, I mean I'm gonna patent way.
1: having loads of map markers on your map. Yeah, yeah, I'm having patent- more than six, yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna patent cars. Cards, Cards, yeah, card system,
2: yeah. yeah, love that. Yeah, well, let us know what you think of everything we've talked about today in the comments below, and make sure you come and check us out live on YouTube on Saturday morning. That's the eleven, the eleven a.m. on the second of September yes. for SMTJ live. Tripleju.mp yep. forward slash SMTJ. Just a couple of things to talk about before we go, Peter Austin.
1: Yes, we are on YouTube and Twitch, as I'm sure you know, youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. We stream mainly on Twitch, but occasionally, such as Gamescom, Opening Night Live on YouTube. And of course, YouTube is where we put all of our videos out. Uh, And if you've got Amazon Prime, you're already paying for a Twitch sub. Did you know that? So go on your Amazon and use that on us. Won't cost you anything extra and you get all the normal benefits of being subscribed.
3: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and TikTok forward slash Team Triple Jump for all our content we put on our socials and Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump if you fancy supporting your faves yeah. on Patreon. So many
2: good rewards there and more are coming. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a pretty unbeatable Spoilers. system soon. So, you know, well, we said we're going to be shut. Yeah, <laughs> so make sure you make sure you get ahead of the curve and also, you know. Have your voice heard. Shape SMTJ Live now. Mm-hmm. Go to the website to find out more. Uh, JU.mp is that website. You can find links to everything there, everything that we do. And why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It has something to do with Al Gore's rhythms, we think, but it definitely helps us out. And if you can't afford to give us dollary dues, maybe do that instead because that's free and it will take you no time at all. And we'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Just enough time to hear the sponsor again, Ashton, which is...
3: SMTJ Live, taking place on the 2nd of September at 11am. Go to forward slash smtj to find out how you can get involved. It's going to be bloody brilliant, all right?
2: All right. See you later, everybody. Bye. Bye.